about the 1999 NBA season, which is one of, if not the strangest NBA season of all time. The best way to start would probably be talking about the defending NBA champs, the Chicago Bulls, who were coming off of three three straight NBA titles and were looking like they could win their fourth that season. But then, Michael Jordan announced his retirement on January 13th, 1999, which you may find strange. Why would Jordan retire in January of 1999 when the season should have started in late October or early November of 1998? And that's because there was a lockout. The owners wanted to change the salary cap system and put a cap on how much individual players could make. The Players Association opposed these changes and wanted to raise the minimum contract in the NBA. When finally resolved in January, the NBA season had been changed to 50 games per team rather than the usual league, too. But let's go back to the Bulls. Jordan had just retired. Their star player and MVP candidate was done with basketball, at least for a while. And Scottie Pippen demanded a trade, forcing the Bulls to send him to Houston. Along with that, Dennis Rodman left and signed with the Lakers in free agency. And to put the final nail in the coffin, legendary coach, perhaps even the greatest coach ever, Phil Jackson, left the Bulls. In one offseason, the Bulls went from contenders for the title to contenders for the number one overall pick in the draft. The Bulls would have a terrible season. They finished with the third worst record in the NBA, finishing 13-37. and They also set the record for the fewest points scored in a game in the shot clock era when they scored 49 points against the Miami Heat. But the Bulls would win the lottery and draft Elton Brand, who would go on to be a two-time All-Star and strong MVP candidate in 2006. But unfortunately for the Bulls, this strong career happened with the Clippers. So let's leave the sadness of Chicago's basketball season and go to the exact opposite. The San Antonio Spurs, who were the third-worst team in the league two years ago after starred center David Robinson got hurt, they won the draft lottery and were able to draft college phenom Tim Duncan. He had a strong rookie season and another strong sophomore season. He and David Robinson led the Spurs to a dominant season, along with strong new additions, Mario Eli, Steve Kerr, Jerome Kersey, and Antonio Daniels. The Spurs didn't get off to the best start, going 6-8 and eight in the month of February, but they closed off the year on a roll, going 31-5 and five and being the one seed in the Western Conference with the best record in the whole league. Let's now look at the opposing conference's one seed, the Miami Heat. Behind their dynamic duo of Tim Hardaway, the man with perhaps the greatest crossover in NBA history, and Alonzo Mourning, a defensive juggernaut, they went 33-17, and getting them the one seed in the Eastern Conference. And Mourning secured the Defensive Player of the Year award and finished second in MVP voting behind only the Utah Jazz's Carl Malone. I'll be right back with more information on these teams after this. Hey, Sports Stories. I'm your host, Shay. And I was just talking about the 1999 NBA season. So let's get back to that. Uh, the team right below the Miami Heat in the standings was the Indiana Pacers, led by the greatest three-point shooter of his era, Reggie Miller. They were ready to succeed in the vacuum left by Jordan's Bulls. Reggie had been, a gr- been great, and he led some teams deep in the playoffs but they were always beaten before reaching the finals, often by Jordan. Now they finally had a shot to win it all. The Pacers would finish the, the season 33-17, and 17, the same record as the Heat, 
but they lose a tiebreaker, making them the two seed. Meanwhile, in the West, the Utah Jazz were tied with the Spurs for the best record in the league and were led by league MVP Carl Malone. They were coming off of two straight finals appearances, but they lost to Jordan in both, including the year prior where Jordan hit his final shot to seal the championship for the Bulls and end Utah's hopes. Coming to the playoffs, Utah was hoping to make a third straight of finals appearance and this time win. The final team I'd like to talk about is the New York Knicks, who were led by all-star center Patrick Ewing. In the offseason, they went through multiple changes, trading several players for the Golden State Warriors all-star guard Latrell Sprewell, and trading Charles Oakley and Sean Marks for defensive star Marcus Camby. But due to all these changes during the lockout year, the Knicks didn't have much time to practice together with this new team. They barely stayed over 500 for much of the year, and with eight games left, they were 21 and 21. They needed to finish. They needed to win six of their next eight to make the playoffs, and they did. Finishing the year 27 and 23, and the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. So let's start talking about the playoffs. In the Western Conference first round, the Spurs beat eighth seed Minnesota three to one, unsurprising for one eight matchup. In the playoffs, the fourth seed Lakers, led by. Shaq and a very young Kobe beat the fifth seed Rockets three to one. Third seed Utah beat six seed Sacramento three to two, and Portland, led by Arvita Savonis, swept Phoenix three nothing. In the East first round, the number two seed Indiana Pacers beat swept the Bucks. The six seeded Seventy Sixers upset the third seeded Magic three to one. The fourth seeded Atlanta Hawks beat the fifth seeded Detroit Pistons three to two, and that just leaves. The eighth-seeded Knicks and the first-seeded Miami Heat playing a rematch of the last year's playoff matchup, where the seventh-seeded Knicks upset the second-seeded Heat in the first round. The Knicks were looking to upset them once again. The Knicks showed up in Miami for the first for game one, looking to make a statement, and they did, winning by 20 points in a blowout. Miami showed why they were one their one seed in game two, though, winning 83 to 73. In game three, when the series went to New York. The Knicks demolished the Heat 97-73, to taking a 2-1 series lead, only needing one more win to pull a major upset, and luckily, Game 4 was in Madison Square Garden. But the Heat were not going down without a fight. They beat the Knicks 87-72 to to tie the series 2-2. And the deciding, and the deciding Game 5 was in Miami with only seconds left. The score was 77-76. Miami when Allen Houston hit a buzzer beater to end the series and upset the one-seeded Heat, being the second-ever ace seed to beat a one-seed. We'll be back with more about the 1999 NBA season and the, more specifically the playoffs right after this. Welcome back to Shea's Sports Stories. I was just talking about the 1999 NBA season, specifically at this point, the playoffs right after the 8th-seeded New York Knicks upset the 1st-seeded Miami Heat. So, now let's go to the second round. In the Western Conference, the Spurs swept the Lakers, and the Trail and the Trailblazers beat the MVP Carl Malone and the Utah Jazz 4-2, setting up a Spurs-Trailblazers Western Conference Finals. Meanwhile, in the East, the Pacers swept the 76ers, and the 8th-seeded Knicks pulled another upset and managed to sweep the Hawks, becoming the only eighth seed ever to sweep an opponent and the only eighth seed 
to ever advance past the second round. This meant rivals Knicks and Pacers would battle it out in the Eastern Conference Finals to earn a final spot. In the Western Conference, Tim Duncan and David Robinson easily handled the Trailblazers, sweeping them 4-0. The Eastern Conference Finals were putting together a much more entertaining playoff series, but unfortunately for the Knicks, it looked like their dream season was going to come to an end. When it was discovered in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Patrick Ewing, their star, had a partial Achilles tear and was out for the year. It looked as if Reggie Miller would be battling it out with Tim Duncan to decide the championship, but Larry Johnson would not let that happen. Getting a clutch four-point play to close out Game 3, and by Game 6, the Knicks were up 3-2 and only needed one more win to make it to the Finals. But Larry Johnson, Knicks hero in this series, got hurt in the first half. But Allen Houston managed to drop 32 on the Pacers and win the series, sending the Knicks to the finals and making them the only eighth seed to make it to the finals. Unfortunately, it had to come to an end. With Ewing out and Larry Johnson limited due to his injury in the conference finals, they stood no chance against the Spurs' dominant front court, and the Spurs won in five games, giving Tim Duncan the first of his five championships with the Spurs. Patrick Ewing, the Knicks leader, would never win a title. The same for the Knicks savior in the conference finals, Larry Johnson, and the man who'd been so clutch in Game 5 of the Heat series and Game 6 of the Pacers series. Um, Allen Houston would also not win a title. And it was true, it was also true for the Knicks franchise, who haven't won a title yet. Not every Cinderella team in sports have a happy ending. The Knicks came so close Yet in the end, it was just too much for an eighth seed to win the title. But maybe one day, a team will be able to put together enough upsets without injuries and win the title as the eighth seed. See you next week on Shay's Sports Store.